the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. We all have developer horror stories from language barriers to bad code to developing on time. That's why I recommend using b7dev.com. They're affordable, fast, and more importantly, trustworthy. Go to b7dev.com. Tired of overpaying for app store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. What is up app masters, virtual summit attendees? What is up app nation? It is Steve P. Young. Welcome to the app masters virtual summit. We've got some amazing, amazing speakers with us today. And today I got a good friend of mine. He's been at a couple of my retreats and he's talked a lot about PR. They've grown their app drunk mode to millions of users and they've moved on to now X mode where you're going to hear about that. But today I really brought him on because I wanted to learn more about the college ambassador program that drunk mode use to draw, to grow to up to millions of users. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest. His name is Jake Ellenberg. He is the CMO at Xmode, you can check it out. It is xmode.io. Jake, welcome to the App Master Summit. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's always great to try to do these things and you know, uh, hopefully help out some other app developers in the process. You know, yeah, brother. Well, I'm excited to have you on. So let's talk about how you first got involved with Drunk Mode and the College Ambassador Program as well. Uh, yeah. So uh, the first time I'd ever heard about drunk mode, I got an email blast to my university email and it looked like it actually came from the university. So that was really interesting in a way. Um, and it was basically for this app drunk mode. And uh, I, I could tell the copy needed some work, you know, and the imagery needed some work and everything. And so I reached out to the CEO at the time, which is Josh Anton. He's still our CEO today. And uh, I told him, you know, hey, man, I, I have more Twitter followers than you do. Uh, and I'm, you know, just a guy. Like, you know, I can help this app grow. Um, and that's whenever he brought me on as Drunk Mode's first ever campus rep at the University of Alabama. Uh, <laughs> and so I, uh, I immediately, you know, hit the ground running. We, uh, you know, we did a lot of interesting guerrilla tactics, you know, um, around campus. And then, uh, then, you know, worked my way up running our social media, uh, got started with our press, uh, got us into MTV News, TechCrunch, you know, all the good stuff. And, uh, you know, it was eventually given the CMO position. And so like still here today, uh, even as we've pivoted the company to more of a, uh, you know, data oriented company, um, we still own and operate drunk mode and our other suite of apps. And uh, I still handle all the marketing and social media and stuff like that for them to, to this day, almost four and a half years later. So yeah. For those who aren't familiar with X mode, what they do is allow you to monetize your data. Essentially. Is there, you want to expand that on that a little more, Jake? We basically, uh, as we were drunk mode, we found out that a lot of the data that we were collecting was pretty valuable. And uh, so we pivoted into a, uh, into a company that, you know, not only monetizes on our own apps data, but then also helps other app developers monetize on their data as well. And so, uh, you know, just, we work with, uh, you know, app developers all over the world uh, because we already, we have a lot of deals for even international data. And so, um, everything from big and small, man, you know, like we go all the way from app developers with 10,000 users to guys who have five, 10 million. So wow. when you say 10,000, is that a monthly number or is it just like a daily number? Yeah. Well, daily. 
usually daily. daily active users is what we try to base most of our things on, or okay. most of our metrics. That's DAUs awesome, and MAUs. Monthly actives are also important, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk more about the college ambassador oh, program. Yeah. So you first <laughs> no, got involved a, because you're a college ride, rep, so. right? So talk, talk to me about like, what did that email look like? How did Josh make it look like that it came from the University of Alabama? Yeah, so I mean, it was just a typical like, uh, I mean, <laughs> it was a gray area, of course, because it was kind of like a lot of the emails were scraped, um, essentially from, you know, the University of Alabama. And then uh, it was all about, I guess, the copy really was the more important thing, like to try to make it look like it was actually from UA. And, you know, uh, I think, I don't know if he really did it intentionally. <laughs> uh, if I'm being honest, I think it was just more or less like, you know, universities aren't very creative in how their emails look. You know, they're very uh, businessy in a way. And uh, so I think Josh, who's, you know, a super creative guy when it comes to like, you know, processes and like how to get into the right, you know, like how to get something into some like in front of the right person. That's what Josh is really good at doing. Um, I'm more of the creative side on copy and imagery in a way. And so it definitely lacked that. And it looked it looked like something the university would have made but not in like a great good way, if that makes sense. <laughs> what, so did, like a, what did the email say to you that got your attention? You said it was more of about the email. Oh, it, it was basically just about the app, man. I had never heard of an app like that. And, uh, you know, of course, being in college, uh, we got drunk a lot and seeing an app called drunk mode that was supposed to be a little bit of a balance between trying to find the party, but then also trying to be safe with your friends and everything like that uh, really appealed to me at the time. And so, you know, I immediately was like, downloaded it, played around with it and was like, this could be great. Um, you know, it just needs a little bit of help. And I'm always an opportunist, uh, you know, like if I see an opportunity to help out, I try to. Uh, and so that's what I noticed that drunk mode is it, it just needed some help with this marketing. And so. <laughs> Were they asking you to become a rep or what, were they just asking you to download the app? Okay. So yeah, no, it was definitely for us to download the app. Um, I took the initiative to try to say like, Hey man, you know, uh, I think, you know, I can do a little bit better job. And Josh saw an opportunity to have his first campus rep. And that's whenever he was like, Hey man, you know, like if you want to be our first ever campus rep, you can do it at the university of Alabama. And, uh, and so that's actually why we kind of, the entire time we ran drunk mode, that's why we focused on campus reps because literally we built a team off of it. Uh, TJ, who's now our director of sales at X mode, he started as the campus rep at our UA, uh, our university of Boulder, uh, in Colorado. Um, he started out there, our director of marketing, Jessica, she actually was the campus rep at the university of Alabama after I moved up in the company and wasn't able to do those kind of roles anymore. Um, I mean, I want to say even Jamie, who's our COO, um, she at one time was the campus rep at her university in Virginia. And so that's kind of like one of the things we found a lot of our talent through our campus rep program. Even That's amazing. So let's talk about like, what was now that you're on board, what was your role? Like, what was a, what's a rep supposed to do? And did you get paid for this? Like, how was that exchange happening too? <laughs> well, so it, it's interesting because, uh, you know, at an early stage startup like Drunk Mode, a lot of the reps like myself and us that have worked our way up in the company, uh, we were kind of considered, you know, like almost co-founders in a way by the CEO, Josh, you know. And so payment was a little weird because like, I remember the first time I was offered equity over money <laughs> and you're like, 
what does that even mean? You know, uh, especially when you're like in your early twenties in college and you need all the money you can get really. Uh, and so, uh, it was definitely taking a chance because, you know, we weren't offered really money until the company was about a year old or so. And, uh, I remember the month I got us into MTV news, I still only made like $500 that month. Um, just because we were that bootstrappy, you know? Um, but no, so, you know, as we grew and we started to go back and hire, you know, like, uh, to try to legitimize the campus rep program a little more because we couldn't bring everybody up to a founder, <laughs> you know, that comes on. Uh, and so it, you know, it became one of those things where we definitely tried to pay and we did it on like, a kind of like a, uh, what is it? Like, Stipend? Uh, uh, it's like a milestones is how we did it right uh that was one of our big things like if you get you know 500 daus around your campus uh then we know you're doing pretty well and you would get like a certain bonus right um and i think one of the biggest things i guess to answer your question about like what is a campus rep supposed to do it's, it's literally in its name they're just your campus representative right like they represent your company on that campus and i think that that's kind of like a lot of companies want to like, they want to not pay those kids and they want to like take the easy route on it. And that's kind of like, in my opinion, it's bad because those are representations of your company. And so like a lot of the people you want to treat them as you would almost any other employee, make sure they're happy and uh, you know, make sure there's room to grow. Cause a lot of people reach out to companies like these startups looking to be a campus rep, not just because they need money, man. You know, they're looking out to it because they have a dream too and they want to become a part of it, you know? And so that's one of the big things that we kind of tried to put an emphasis on as we grew out our campus rep program was, you know, uh, treating them well, making them feel like they were a part of the whole Exmo team. We started group me's <laughs> and, uh, other things like that, where we would have all of our campus reps from all over the country. And, uh, you know, we started a, a, at drunk mode. It's a little different because we were able to start like a, a pretty lit Snapchat, <laughs> like a Snapchat account. And so our reps literally like were lining up to take over that account you know, every month during spring break, whenever their fraternities would have, uh, you know, like events or anything like that. And this was before like really like Snapchat location based filters were too big of a thing. And so like, it was basically like just a lot of people saying like, Hey, there's a huge party tonight and you know, UA or wherever the university is, uh, can I get the Snapchat? And then, so we had like geo, like literally it was like, you know, here's this party tonight at the University of Alabama, and then tomorrow night it'll be at UVA. And so, it, you know, anyway, it, it pretty much like just helped build the brand, you know, and that's kind of their job as a rep is to help you build your brand, you know. The, in terms of responsibilities, what were you responsible for? And was that something that I know, Josh, you were like one of the first reps. So like, is that something you guys started building out? Like, hey, here's like a job description. Here's what we want each college rep to do. Oh, Yeah. So for me specifically, I was given a kind of random goals because we were still trying to figure out what that, you know, what are those, what is the process, right? Like uh, one of the things I did, me and uh, a couple of friends, we chalked the whole school's like uh, sidewalks uh, with like funny things and, you know, stuff about drunk mode. And like, uh, then we went into every dorm and every, uh, every building almost on campus and put up flyers about it. Um, just urging people to download, telling them about it, just trying to get people, you know, like, uh, kind of like just introduced to the brand really, because it was one of those things where people still hadn't really heard about it at the time. And so, um, and then, you know, of course, walking around campus on like a uh, game day and giving out t-shirts. 
So that was a huge thing. I actually got kicked off campus that day. Uh, security, uh, they came because you had to have a permit to give out stuff apparently. And uh, I did. we did not check that as a young company. And so just heads up for anybody who may have a campus rep give out stuff, have them check with the university before they do it. Or don't and ask for forgiveness later. I don't know. How, I'm, you know I don't want to tell you how to run your company. But uh, it's just like that was one of the things we got in trouble for most definitely. Uh, but it was still a lot of fun. And it was still like uh, I, literally as we were being told to quit handing out T-shirts, one of the people asking us to leave asked for a T-shirt. And so that was one of those, you know, like it was still a good win in a way. But um, so my responsibilities were just basically like spread out all the swag, do all this creative stuff on campus to try to generate a little bit of hype about the app. And then uh, go to every fraternity, sorority, and non-fraternity sorority event and try to tell people about it. Try to get them to download it. Um, at the time, too, we were trying to work with uh, local bars and restaurants to help try to figure out how to monetize Drunk Mode as well. And so, uh, you know, a, a part of that was going to local bars and trying to work out like, hey, if, um, if somebody walks past your bar, you know, would you be interested in paying for a push notification to be sent to them? And working out that kind of system that we had in Drunk Mode at one time. And so, uh, you know, it was just, it was a, definitely a mix of a lot of things. <laughs> the, do you remember one campaign that you ran as, as a rep that worked really, that worked really well? I would say one of the, uh, one of the projects we did that worked really well was, uh, like I said earlier, the Snapchat thing, man. Like, I think that was one of our greatest, like, kind of like brand building exercises was not just, um, was given autonomy to different reps all over the country to run a corporate Snapchat, you know? Um, I mean, I say corporate loosely because we were still very much a startup. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, like, you know, it took a lot of trust to say like, hey, you know, like here's a bunch of 18 to 20 something year old kids. Uh, here's the login to our Snapchat that has thousands of people who follow it, right? And, uh, you know, like literally like setting up that whole like scheduling system to where like, you know, some people could have it one weekend, some people could have it another one. And like during spring break, it was wild. Like I would never seen um, it looked like uh, you know, an I'm schmacked or like some sort of Project X party kind of like Snapchat. And so that really helped add to the overall hype of the brand of, uh, you know, drunk mode. And so I would say that was one of our more successful things. And then we also started um, we started like. Uh, like I can't remember if it was two turn Tuesdays or no, it was Mix It Mondays. It was Mix It Mondays, and uh, that's whenever we started even rolling out original content that wasn't just like twerk videos and drunk <laughs> stuff. Uh, we started rolling out, um, you know, like like recipes and like how to make drinks, and we did it all in like a kind of like tasty Buzzfeed kind of style. And uh, so those videos on our Snapchat, you know, even were shared a lot over Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and that all originated just from our campus reps making original content on our Snapchat account. That's really cool. Now, what I want to get to next, Jake, is you built out that program. So you brought on more reps. Like what do you, you were a golden vine. I think, you know, you're a diamond in the rough, but what did you end up looking for in your future reps? And what kind of skill sets did you want from them? Because it seemed like it was pretty open-ended, like, hey, here's our brand. Go do anything and everything to get the word out there. Yeah, so I think some of the main things we looked for out of campus reps were, of course, folks who were just, you know, extroverts, really. Like, I mean, uh, you know, as, as bad as it sounds, or, I, you know, I don't mean to, like, down anybody as a little introverted, because I know I am myself, uh, but it's just, like, the people who like the party and who like to go out and who like you know, like th these are going to be your future salesmen in a way, right? Like they, they, they should be very much like 
either public relations or sales or like some sort of like, they want to be forward facing, right? Like they want to be, uh, the thing is, is like, you know, it, it, it kind of like as a, you know, as a campus ambassador in a way, you should try to make them feel like that role, like I said earlier, is to be your voice on campus, right? And if they're hype enough about the brand and if they like the brand enough, then like, you know, you want to try to find people who already do. That's why we found a lot of our campus reps through our users. Uh, that was a big thing that we did. We actually uh, recruited campus reps through our user base first by sending out emails, push notifications, and uh, yeah, emails and push notifications mainly, and then blasting it on our social media, like want to be a campus rep for X mode, come apply today, or for drunk mode, come apply today, and uh, pretty much had it to where like you know, we already knew they were going to love the brand because they were our daily active users. Like some of the people who applied uh, were literally folks who had used us since we were this buggy, crappy app back in 2012. And, uh, you know, this, this is 2014 after we grew it from like about 5,000 daily active users to over like 1.5 million. And these people had been with us since the beginning. So we knew they were going to be like great campus reps because they knew everything about the app already, you know? Now I'm going to transition a little bit into Expo and things that you guys are working for you today. And one of the things I heard, Jake, actually Jake told me about it, but is Reddit apps. And so I love this. I don't know if you made this up, Jake, but you're like, we're crushing it with meme-based advertising. I love memes, Jake. Tell me about this a little bit more. Uh, yeah, no, that comes all the way back from our drunk mode days too. And it's something we're doing today at X mode is just, uh, you know, we, we're living a lot of our lives digitally. I mean, me and you're meeting right now over, you know, uh, my crappy internet. <laughs> and so it's one of those where, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, if people are going to be living online, you need to start to really, I think brands, companies need to start taking internet culture into account. And one of the largest parts of internet culture are, are memes. <laughs> and, uh, and corporations, you know, folks can destroy a meme in a heartbeat as far as like if they don't know how to make it and they don't know where it originated from and you don't have a, a you know, your finger on the pulse when it comes to internet culture, you can really, it can really backfire. I will go ahead and say that, you know, but if you, if you put in the time and effort and you have the type of people, you know, that's working under your creative that are into memes and that are into internet culture, then they can make them, you know, to where it's easy to go viral, especially in this day and age with Reddit, which, you know, the big, that's a big reason why I continue to like, I continue to, they could hire me as a rep as well <laughs> at Reddit because I try to you know, speak in phrases all the time because it's one of those things where we found a lot of leads by just using meme based advertising on Reddit. And, uh, you know, it surpassed Facebook not too long ago in the Alexa ratings of uh, more people visit it daily than even Facebook now. Uh, and the people who go on Reddit are spending an average of like two hours, I believe, on the site a day. Um, and so when you're thinking about that, it's, it's just it, it's gaudy whenever a, there's a lot of people wasting a lot of time or not wasting. I don't want to say wasting, but spending a lot of time on Reddit. And so um, it's a great avenue. And uh, I think more people should try to use it. But before they do, they should go on there, find out about it. Be a user. Be a daily active user on that platform. Nothing upsets me more than whenever somebody tries to build Facebook ads, but they've never used Facebook, right? Like, you know, it's the same with Reddit. Like if you're going to use, you know, if you're going to put Reddit ads up, you need to know about Reddit, who's on it, you know, like how they're going to react to that kind of content. And so, Do you have yeah, an memes have been great. <laughs> Do you have an example of a meme? 
I could try to put this into the video as well. Do you have an example of a meme that worked out really well, like an ad that you guys ran? Yeah, no, I can actually, uh, I'll send it over to you, but there was a, there was one not too long ago. It was a, a you know, Shebas are always one of the big Shebs, the little dogs, uh, the, you know, the, the douche in a way, or the doge dog. Uh, he, he's, uh, he had, a, it was a little cowboy hat and it's the what intonation uh, meme that got really big. Um, anyway, it, it's, you know, it was really big. It would always say like, it would be something weird. And then it would be like, what in tarnation and have that little dog with his hat on. And so the big meme we did was uh, what in tarnation is data monetization. And uh, that one got like a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of hits because people just thought, I guess it was funny because it was like the trending meme. Oh, and then, uh, of course, like the Ugandan Knuckles, which was, uh, do you know D-Way? And, uh, you know, like the people would uh, click and everything. That was from, uh, that was a big one that, you know, blew up for a little while. And uh, so we had, uh, we know the way to data monetization and would have like different little like funny things about that. And so um, it was always just to catch people's attention, you know, and never anything to be like, you know, like we, like we know it's cheesy. Like we're not out here trying to like, you know, like break the internet and do anything crazy. You know, like uh, it's just, it's an ad for location data monetization. So like how, how boring does that sound when I say it out loud, you know? <laughs> and so like adding a meme or something funny to it has just always helped in, in a way to like, you know, get, get a little bit more traffic. So though, for, and I'm one of those, but for those who aren't familiar with Reddit advertising, like what can you target? Is it just targeting subreddits? And then I'm assuming that you're talking, since you're talking about memes that you can have an image associated with your ads along with some ad creative that you put in there as well. Oh yeah, no, you can do, um, you can do any type of, uh, you know, image for the most part. Uh, you know, you can allow comments, you can turn off comments. It's a lot, it's very similar to the Facebook ad experience in a way, right? Um, but how you do targeting is where it gets a little tricky um, because that that's what I mean by like you need somebody who's kind of got their finger on the pulse of the internet culture and who's an actually active user of Reddit because like we were and so we were able to find out, you know, or we already knew one of the largest subreddits is programming humor. It's our programming humor and the whole reason for that sub is for programming based humor. So it's for app developers, uh, website devs, you know, anybody who's actually working hardcore in code uh, goes to that subreddit for funny coding memes, right? And so we already knew there was gonna be a lot of app developers in there, so that was the main subreddit that we ran ads to. And so it's learning what niche does your client or customer have, like what, what, where do they fit? And then, you know, advertising to that niche that's already on Reddit, you know, it, I've, I try to tell people, if there's a niche, there's a sub, you know, any type of anything you're into, there's a subreddit for it. And I mean, anything like that, that literally like it gets pretty dark. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, like it, it can go from conspiracy theories to like, you know, my little pony fans. Uh, it, it's literally like all over the map of uh, users. And, you know, and like I said, with more traffic than Facebook. So it, it's honestly, they're collecting less data than Facebook. So it's not as, it's not going to be as targeted, right? They're a little bit more user friendly than Facebook in that aspect. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's been really successful for us. And I think if you know your clients and you know, Reddit, you can find success on it. Now, is it an ad that shows off into the right hand corner on the web? I know Reddit has a client in the app. So are you showing, are you guys targeting the, the iOS app as well or just the web? Like how are you figuring that out? Yeah. 
So a lot like with Facebook, how uh, the ads show up both in your timeline, like your chronological timeline, and uh, you know even on the app and on the website, uh, it's it's the same on Reddit essentially. Uh, a lot of them, I think, and the reason why our memes honestly have such a great you know like uh, get really good traction is because the the ads are made to look like content, right? But Reddit as a whole is just segments of content. That's the subreddits and that's everything. Like as you're scrolling through, you're just getting, you know, boom, 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 content's falling down, right? And then in the middle of that's gonna be an ad. Well, I've always hated interrupting user experience. I think that user experience, especially with ads, right? Like throwing an ugly ad in the middle of somebody's user experience. Like, it, like I understand ads at the video, like at the beginning of my video, but nothing kind of pisses me off more than an ad in the middle of my video. Uh, like, you know, I'm already in the middle of this video and you're going to interrupt my experience. So I guess, uh, one of the cool things that we try to do was make our ad look like content. Right. Um, and then that really, like, I think it really resonates with folks because it, it increases the clicks. It makes people a little bit more curious because if it looks like an ad, it, I think we're, we're starting to get conditioned to ignore it. You know what I mean? And so I think trying to make it look a little bit more like, you know, content can only help. Yeah, I'm kind of going through the Reddit ads <laughs> website right now. But is it showing up as a subreddit or does it pr pretty much look like an ad? Uh, it just shows up. It looks like a normal post that would be on your timeline of the subreddits that you're subscribed to. But instead of a specific subreddit, it usually says promoted. Um, and so it'll have like a little blue like promotion thing or whatever. The interesting thing is that Reddit ads are so new to the site and new to their app because they literally just came out with the app probably about a year ago um, that I don't think people are as conditioned to ignore them as they are Facebook ads or even snap ads at this point to where folks just click right through, you know? Um, and so I think it's one of those where it's, it's really on the up and coming. Uh, like I said, they don't pay me. Uh, so, <laughs> so like, uh, but if they ever see this and they want to start paying me, I will accept the checks. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. Well, let's end on this because I think this is one of the big things that I try to think about and I'm probably not very good at, but you always, you said as a group at X mode, you discuss about making big moves. So let me talk to me about that process. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, even when, even whenever we transitioned from drunk mode to X mode, it, you know, that wasn't just a Josh decision, right? Like that wasn't just the CEO. Like we all met together, sat down as founders and, you know, we're like, Hey, do we really want to pivot this to kind of a be more location data company and literally put drunk mode on the back burner. We haven't made an update to drunk mode in almost a year now. And so like, that's one of the things I'm super excited that we're about to start working on again. Uh, we're going to revamp that in December, by the way. So that's going to be nice. fun. Um, just a little shouts out next year, 2019 drunk modes on the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So anytime we like try to make bigger moves within the company, we, we all sit down and have little powwows, right? Like it's never, you know, one Josh doesn't want all that responsibility as a CEO to really fall on him. Right. Like, you know, that's why you bring on co-founders and, and stuff to help, you know, take that burden off in a way. Um, at the end of the day, it, it's his company and, you know, it is going to go the way that, you know, it needs to go, but still we always, uh, we like to talk together about like, you know, what are we going to do? And I think that was one of the biggest things in marketing is that the whole team uh, meets, we discuss, we talk about like what we've seen, you know, what we enjoyed, what we didn't like. We start, you know, 
creative boards and just kind of go through like, what all should we do here? You know, like what did, uh, you know, and, and if we've done it in the past, you know, what went right, what went wrong, you know, that's why I, you know, I think I laid down, you know, testing and testing and testing is always like a big thing for us because it's just like, you know, Google taught me and you know, I never worked there or anything. I'm just a fan. Uh, but Google taught me that AB testing is one of the most important things you do as a startup. And I don't think enough people do AB testing, which essentially is just like, here's how this looks now. Here's how it looks to, you know, like showing a different face to other people and seeing how it resonates in different ways and then going with, you know, whatever resonates the most. And so, uh, but anyway, that's, you know, I think whenever we make big moves, we do it as a company. We don't do it as like, you know, a singular CEO or anything like that. And I think that's been a, a good part of our success. And the reason why, you know, over four years now, we've had almost, I think none of the original founders have churned. Uh, a lot of our, you know, uh, people that's been with us since the beginning are still here today, uh, even before we had an office. And so now that we all have an office and work together, you know, it's a lot of fun. So that's awesome. Is there a process that you like to go through to think of the next big moves? Sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit stagnant and I'm like, what's next? I have no idea. It's a, do, you, do you like to ask a question that kind of gets a mind thinking about the next big move? Yeah. So, I mean, just to give an example, uh, like with Josh, we were trying to think of, you know, what do we want to be as a company? Like, do, do we want to continue to make apps or do we want to continue to monetize on data? Do we want to continue to like do both? You know, like what, what do we want to do? And, uh, you know, Josh, even when we pivoted the company really from drunk mode to X mode, we never thought about those questions then. And so it was kind of on me to later on bring those questions back up. Right. Like, you know, when we first pivoted, it was more or less out of financial need. You know, it was either die as drunk mode or survive as X mode. And so, but now after we've survived, it's what is X mode? What even is that? It makes money, but what is it, what is it supposed to do? You know, like, and who does it serve in, you know, like, is it literally just to peddle data? Because that's not who we want to be. You know what I mean? And so uh, that's the kind of things, usually it's over dinner. <laughs> we usually like, we go out to eat and uh, we beat each other up in a way. Like, you know, and, and not like in a bad way, but it's just, you know, I'll, I'll berate Josh with questions because I'm a questioner. You know, I'll say like, well, no, we need to figure this kind of stuff out. Like, who are we? What do we want to do? You know? And so that's kind of like just a, I guess a recent example of something that we've been working on as a company, you know, we've, we've kind of decided that we want to be this whole, you know, we, we still want to make apps and we want to collect data, but we want to do it with users in mind. Right. Uh, GDPR showed us that Europe and, you know, other parts of the world are already starting to get concerned about what is going on with people's data, you know, and the privacy of users. And so if we can build a whole brand around transparency and privacy and the fact that like, hey, you know, we're going to collect your data, people will collect data, and they need to in a way because there's a lot of useful things that can come out of this data. Uh, there's a way to do it without completely, you know, encroaching on your privacy as a person, right? And so I think that's uh, not to get into too big of a tangent, but that's kind of like just some of the things we sit down and we talk about at dinner. You know, we, we go over like, what is our positioning at X mode? You know, like, you know, what, you know, like how are we different than our competitors? And, you know, and, and those are the questions that we ask each other and we have to come to the answers before we leave, you know, in a way. And so, uh, you know, anyway, that's, that's kind of like some of the stuff we bounce around, you know, just trying to really like figure out, you know, who we are. And I think that's something that everybody should constantly be asking. You know what I mean? Because that the only way you get better is to constantly ask, how can I get better? Right. And so, 
Well, nothing, no way to better end than that. Well, if you're wondering what in the carnation is data monetization, the website is the letter X mode.io and the app that's coming out relaunching as well is called that started it all is called drunk mode. Jake, you want to send the listeners, the watchers anywhere else? Uh, I mean, not really, man. That was a great plug. You're, you're really good at this. Uh, but no, <laughs> uh, we, have, uh, we have Plan C, which is our parenting app. Um, we've said parenting can't be easy, but an app can help. Uh, it's essentially uh, kind of like, a, I want to say, a family tracking app, but not really because that sounds sketchy. Um, it's more or less like, you know, if you've ever had your mom tell you to let me know whenever you make it to so-and-so's house, this app will do it for you. Um, and so, uh, check that out. It's actually in the app store now. Um, we're going to be, of course, like tweaking some bugs and everything, but that's, uh, plancy.com. You can download it there. Um, and like you said, xmode.io, I think that's, uh, the main website and drunk mode will be out again in December. We're also working on another step tracking app called loser that should be in stores, uh, come November or December as well. So we're really vamping up products. So, uh, a lot of interesting stuff. So stay tuned. <laughs> it shows that, you know, they believe in X mode product, that they're making products of their own to help, you know, kind of funnel that X mode stuff too. Well, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for the one oh one on college ambassador programs. It was a lot of knowledge for me. I love the Reddit stuff as well. Thank you so much for coming on doing this. Awesome, man. Thank you, Steve. It's, it's, it's always, uh, always a treat. So. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.